Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I'm Joplin, here with my wife, lovely co-host, who is one year older than she was last time we were together, folks. That's right. Andrea, welcome yeah. to the show. A fresh 41. Fresh 41. She, uh, a couple days ago was Andrea's birthday. Yeah. It was a good day. It was a good, good day. day. The sunshine, it was like nice. It's been real cloudy lately, so yeah, I was super happy about that. Did you get a cool birthday present? I did, yeah. Well, I got probably the coolest. What was it? Well, it happened to be from you. Really? Yeah, it did. Do tell. Well, uh, for my birthday, I got this card from Joplin, and you open it up, and it was this little card. It was really sweet. It actually had one of the Honduras kids on it with me, wishing me a happy birthday, and then in it was two homemade tickets that looked amazing, I might add. Made them in Photoshop. Um, that was tickets for me to pick t- t- anywhere in the world I wanted to travel and go Fill for a trip. Fill in the blank airline yeah. tickets. Two Fill of in them. the blank airline tickets. Anywhere in the world. So. All she has to do is write in the word and that's where we're going, folks. Yeah, so no pressure on me. She has not decided but yet. it is very exciting. Like... It's cool. Yeah, so it was a really cool gift. Can't say I've ever had anything quite like it. So shout out to you. 41 years old, over half of her life she's been with me. She deserves a trip to anywhere she wants to go. Oh, well, that was nice. That was so exciting. So what are we talking about it. on the podcast today? Uh, we have a question from one of our listeners. And then we have some fun words um, inspired by something that you told me Um a couple uh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and I use words that sometimes Andrea does not believe are real words. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and then you took a trip around the, with the scooter um, that was pretty fun and entertaining for all involved. Electric so, scooter. Electric school, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, that's on the, the list today, too. So we got we have a pretty, pretty fun lineup. Let's knock out our Bible question first. I know what question's coming up. I'm going to have you read it in a moment, but... Uh, diff, a very difficult question to answer. I'm looking forward to it. It's about slavery. Yeah. And and really what could be also considered to be the mistreatment of women. Um, why would the Bible, God, allow slavery and any form of mistreatment, uh, slavery to anybody, and then any form of mistreatment to women? Yeah. It's a great question. Uh, can you read the way that the yeah. person that wrote in actually asked? Sure. Here's the question. It says, why does Exodus 21.7 talk about a man selling his daughter as a slave? Aren't we equal in God's sight? It, me- it seems here that God is treating women as lesser than men. And why slavery at all? So there's several questions there. Yeah, several questions there. Um, great questions. And I'm going to try to answer them in three to four minutes. And so this is a, you know, obviously this is a very quick answer. Um, I've hesitated to answer this question because it would be best if I took 30 minutes to answer it. But yeah. uh, most people don't want to listen to a 30 minute answer. So here we go. The three to four minute quick answer. First of all, most of Exodus chapter 21, she referenced uh, Exodus 21.7, but a big chunk of Exodus 21 deals with slavery from start to finish, not just the situation with the female slave, which she referenced. It's important to note that in Exodus 21 and verse 16, so the same passage dealing with the same laws around slaves, it says this, 
Whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him, shall be put to death. So, what we learn here is that anybody that would steal a human being and force them into slavery, that person is to be put to death. Why that is significant is because that's typically what we think of when we think of the word slavery. We think about something that is forced upon another person against their will. It's very important to know that 95% out of the time, that is not what the Bible's talking about when it talks about slavery. And the other 5% of the time, when that is what the Bible's talking about, we see that that type of slavery is punishable by death to those who are the masters. So what is Bible slavery? Um, translators have historically had a very difficult time with that word because there is no English equivalent. The best word is slave, but there is none other. And so let me explain what a slave was and then explain why the laws about slaves and why were there different laws for women. First of all, what a slave was. A slave was somebody that voluntarily gave themselves to be a laborer for a period of time no longer than six years. And so there was actual time frame to it. And most of the time, it was about debt. And uh, as I've already said, I can't, we can spend 30 minutes looking at each, all the minor details of this. But if you owed somebody a major debt that you could not pay, you could choose to work for them for free to work off that debt. We still do the same thing in this era of time, mm -hmm. where if somebody, if you owe somebody a bunch of money and you can't pay it, you might offer to mow their yard, for example, 20 times in a row until your debt is paid off. Very similar, but the word in the Bible when someone would do this and do it officially, the word used is slave. You would become a bond servant to the person, and it was almost always in reference to debt. You could also... If you had a debt that was owed, you could also um, give your family members, your sons, your daughters to your neighbor, your Israelite neighbor, to help pay off that debt. I want to quickly speak to that. We must be kept, we must remind ourselves that Israel was favorable to Israel. And so this would be like one family member, you know, one family saying to another family, hey, we owe you some money, and so my kids are going to work it off over the next three years. And it was a family thing. Sometimes, this to use the word slavery sounds so strange here, but sometimes slavery was so favorable <laughs> that people would choose it and become a slave to a good master, a good employer who would treat them right and care for them right, so that they wouldn't have to leave or marry outside of the village or you know go somewhere else for, for mm -hmm. income. And so <clears throat> keep in mind, slavery was very, very different in the context of what the Bible speaks of than what we think of it in modern day 2022 America. And the Bible is opposed to forced slavery. In fact, if you were to steal somebody and make them your slave, that was punishable by death. Okay, 
Now that we understand what a slave was, why the laws about slavery, and why were there different rules for women? So first of all, the laws in general, um, you have to keep in mind that a law in and of itself does not always condone everything surrounding the law. I mean, there were laws on what should happen in the event that, you know, two guys got in a fight and one guy strikes a pregnant woman and she loses her kids. So God's not saying that it's good for men to fight and it's good to strike a pregnant woman. But the law recognizes that in a fallen world, there are systems in place that require a response. And so that's important to recognize just because God gives a law concerning a certain era of time that does not mean that God's condoning everything that happens in that era of time he's simply stating these are some parameters in which my people must live by in this culture that they live in we see something similar in the New Testament with the idea of bond servants another term for slaves and in the New Testament is a little different because in the Old Testament most of the law is Israelites having Israelites who served them for six years as bond servants. In the New Testament, it is Roman governments that actually had Israelites as slaves. And so, and a lot of times the Roman people or those who had power to have slaves were sometimes hostile towards Christian slaves. And so the advice and the commands that is given to those New Testament slaves is still to honor their masters is to try to win them to Christ. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that there are two different periods of time and God gives two different sets of rules because it's dealing with two different things. And just because God gives us rules on something doesn't mean he's condoning it. God's not condoning, for example, you know, harsh slavery of the Roman government against Christians. But the reality is there were some, and slavery was a very common theme in Roman culture, therefore, there were Christians who would be in situations where that was the case. And God speaks to them in their situation. Very important to understand that about the Bible. Don't get confused into thinking that just because God addresses an issue, that that means he is supportive of all the things that could go wrong around that issue, every little detail of the issue. The Bible is a real book that deals with real people in real situations. And some of those situations are not favorable. Some of those situations are not good, yet God gives us direction so that we would know how to act during those times. And then finally, the piece about women. So the Bible does deal, uh, for example, when you look at Exodus chapter 25 differently with uh, women from men. And the, the, uh, the reality is that even these laws that are put in place are for the protection of the female. She does have different rules. And when you understand that the um, when an Israelite owner or master had his you know kinsmen working under him, serving under him as bond servants, when you understand, that the Israelite master had this God-given responsibility to treat his bond servants well and to care for them and to protect them, mm -hmm. to allow them, encourage them, require them to not work the Sabbath. 
to worship God. You know, when you, when you understand the actual parameters, we recognize that every all the rules that God was creating were for the safety of those whom God cares about, including women. And it, it would seem as if, well, the women weren't as free to make their decisions. The women weren't as free to decide when they wanted to or when they didn't want to become a slave. Again, you must remember the time and the culture. It was. whether you, we, we try to take modern-day America where anybody can be independent, anybody can go to school and get a degree, anybody can you know, get a job and pay their own bills. We, we have this incredible push for equality between men and women that we've seen over the last 50 years. And for those of us right now that are, you know, 40 years old and under, we can't even imagine a world where women didn't have education and where women <coughs> weren't independent like they are, like we've seen. Mm-hmm. And so we take the world we know and then we try to apply it all the way back to, you know, 3,000 years ago. It's ridiculous. Times were so different. Women did not go out and be independent. Uh, They were dependent upon men to be providers, dependent upon men to be protectors. And so from birth, there is this great dependency upon the males in the village, upon the males in the culture to provide everything, direction, protection, uh, provision, you name it. And so the way that women were thought of and dealt with was simply different than, than it is today. And there's that's just the truth of the matter. It's not right. It's not even wrong. It's just a reality that things were very different then. And therefore, it was necessary that different and specific rules for women were put in place for all sorts of things. It wasn't just a slavery piece. It was all sorts of things. So in a nutshell... Here you go, 30-second nutshell. Times were different then. The words that we use in modern-day time are very different from what they meant and what they do mean biblically. The uh, idea of forcing someone into slavery against their will was prohibited and was an offense punishable by death. But back in this time when there weren't paychecks, there was an automatic deposit, there wasn't contracts to go to work for somebody and get paid a certain X amount of dollars an hour. This was the way they did it. And if you were in debt to somebody, you could become their servant and work off your debt. Um, very, very different than what we think of when we think of the term slavery. So fantastic question. And I think I went more than four minutes, but... Um, you had a lot of words. A lot of words. And <laughs> I hope kidding. that helps. It's an important question, though, because people will take passages like this and try to twist it to make it look like God's not a good God. Yeah. Uh, people act like the Bible's in favor of slavery. They have no idea what they're talking about. And it's important that Christians understand these things and are able to respond to them. So thank you for the question. Yeah, thank you. And if you have a question that you would like answered, you can send those questions into joplinandrea.com and we would happily get those on the show sometime. So love to have your questions. What's next on the show? All right, well, next up is... We're going to talk about some more words. Words. The other day, Joplin and I were having a conversation. I don't even remember what the word the conversation was because the word threw me off. But he used the word wince. Wince. Have you ever heard of the word wince? I have. I've used it actually. I know you have, but I'm asking our listeners if they've ever used the word wince because I have never heard that in my life. So 
Tell us what the word wince means. Well, it's sort of like a grimace. A grimace? Yeah. It's a what facial, is a grimace? It's kind of like a facial expression wow. that... Um, I just gave you because yeah. I don't know what's happening? It's like it kind of hurts, but not terrible. You know, you, a grimace... A grimace could be a big one. Like if you really get hurt, you you scrape your knee and it's bleeding. But a wince is just kind of like a half grimace. Oh, so a grimace isn't like a big monster out in the foyer that's coming to get you? Because that's what I was thinking. No, a grimace is a facial expression. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So is wince. Well, great. And I Go used on today, term, guys, practicing all your winces and your grimaces. I used the term the other night just in common conversation with my wife. Yeah, because she's like, that, that is word. not a word. And so um, quickly we had to look it up and find out indeed it was a word. Well, it was a word, but I'm pretty sure And it's a sure great word. It's the word of the day. Both, both of those words I've never heard. <laughs> so I did a little you, further you in, yet now, investigating with words because I? I was so intrigued by this word that... Um, I'll see if you're going to try I, to trick me or if these are all words. Oh, well, these actually are funny words or, or funny names that people call people. And most of them you may be familiar with. But I took my top like six or seven here that I thought were funniest out of like... I don't know, the 30 that they gave. Okay. All right. So a buffoon. Yeah. I've heard before, but it is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, a cuckoo. I believe a buffoon is a reference to a monkey. It is. I think. Yeah. So like you're yeah. being like a monkey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. Um, a droll. I've not heard of that I've word. I've not heard a of that droll? one either, but I did like it, so I went ahead and wrote it down. I think that's a condescending term. Yeah, it might be. I don't be. think that's a good term. I don't, it might not be. We, but we do not know what the term is. So could don't, be very positive. don't walk around calling people that yeah, don't today. Don't call somebody a droll until you favorite. know what it is, okay? Um, let's see, eccentric. That's a fun word. I, it is a fun mm-hmm. word, yeah. And it can be negative or positive. Yeah. It really depends how you use it. Sometimes it's a condescending term to say someone's really eccentric. But in the right context, it's fun to be eccentric. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun to be eccentric. You know what eccentric is? It's exciting. There you go. Exciting is a good word uh-huh. for it. Okay. All right. Um, a gagger? G-A-G-G-E-R. I don't know. Never heard of it before, but it was on the list, so I wrote it down because I was like, hey, that's kind of a hmm. great. I mean, maybe that's just because they're like, don't like food. Makes them like, <laughs> they're a gagger. Don't take him to the, you know, know, interesting I've never heard of the word. I'm not commenting on so, that word. That one all right. Is this one's my favorite no of all. Are you ready for it? It is a funster. A funster. Yeah, it was on the list. Um, I'm not sure if that's an actual word, but um, I'm going to look that one up later. All right. But if it was an actual word, you would be a funster. Yeah, see? That's probably why it was on my... I, I saved it for the last because hmm. it was my favorite. So cool. anyway, I uh, get bored today. You guys can look up some new words and start, you know, calling your family by some new fun words. I have a few other things for you, though. Okay. Um, these were unique words. Most of these are kind of like old time words that you might have heard your grandparents say. Um, a lot of these I was familiar with. But do you know what a whippersnapper is? Yeah, a whippersnapper is a it's a term um, meant to indicate somebody that's young that thinks that they know more than they really do. All right. Yep. And um, it's got kind of feisty. They need to slow down a little bit because uh, they've still got some wisdom lacking. That's a little whippersnapper. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you nailed that one. Okay. Um, how about a hullabaloo? 
I do not know what a hullabaloo is. I, I wrote that one down, too, because I thought it was fun. The only time I've ever heard it is when, like, the zoo has this Halloween event, and it's called a hullabaloo. And I was not sure why they called it a hullabaloo, but it's just when there's a bunch of commotion. Okay, a hullabaloo. So, a hullabaloo. Yeah. How do you spell H-U-L-L. it? H-U-L-L. A hullabaloo. B-A-L-L. Is when there's a bunch of commotion. Okay, yeah. what's yeah. next? All right. A bum fuzzle, like when you're bum fuzzled. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, I do know what that is. Listen, um, <laughs> I definitely know what that is. Okay. Um, it means to be confused. Why do you know what this is? Like enlighten us. Do you know why I know what this is? Would you do this live on the air? You don't know why I know what this is? No. Guess we're doing it. Well, we can't even on air because this is a PG show, but. Um, I was preaching and I got confused and I tried to say bum fuzzled, but I said something else. Oh, okay. Was I there? Cause I don't remember this. Yeah, you were there. It was in, it was, uh, in the Wellington back like in the days before we started this church in Derby. So yeah, I said, guess what? Um, and I, I knew I said it when I said it. Okay. And so I did, I did the only thing I knew to do. I just went on like I will. I went on like I said, bum fuzzled. Uh huh. And I just kept going, you know. I didn't miss a lick. And uh, there was a couple of people there that totally heard what I said. And I could tell they couldn't hear anything I said after that because all their minds were like, no, you just said that, preacher. We heard you. But I was going on like, nope, didn't say it at all. So huh. I see. Well, yeah, I know what bum fuzzled is. I got bum fuzzled when I tried to say bum fuzzled and instead did not say bum fuzzled. Let's just stick with confused. Confused. Yeah. It's a lot but easier. You know what else? But I, I didn't know what that word was. I yes. also just heard you say that you didn't something a lick. Miss a lick. Yeah. Which is so strange to me because missing a lick means like you just tried to lick a popsicle and you didn't hit the target. And you just referenced as something else. A word I have here is lickety split. That means better get going. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody should mm -hmm. know that lickety split means, you know, we have some strange phrases that don't equal really what the words are, but the phrase together, you just have to know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I have is a dollop. Do you know why I know what a dollop is? Um, yeah, because you, my friend, are a cooking machine. Nope. I watched a commercial, and they said that you could use a dollop of sour cream. <laughs> well, I did know that a dollop <laughs> so was just, a, just a little bit of yep. uh, uh, an ingredient. Well, shout out to sour cream, because they okay. taught me a little something. All right. Um, Lollygagging. Yeah, lollygagging is a term that really means messing around, yep. uh, just kind of uh, hanging out when you shouldn't be there. Uh-huh. You're lollygagging around. Yep, yep. What about bamboozled? I know what bamboozled is. How do you know all these words? I, I mean, I I've heard these vast, words like once or twice, not all of them, but some of them. And <laughs> I have a vast vocabulary that will make you want to wince. Just did, see? Mm. Did you see that wince there? I don't like that word. It's not a fun one. It's not a fun word. Okay, so uh, what word am I doing right now? Uh, Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Yeah, that means to be tricked. Yep. Yeah, it means the old switcheroo. You know, you think 
one thing and then find out you were huh. tricked. Mm. All right, my last word for you is cattywampus. <laughs> cattywampus. <laughs> I've heard this word, but I did not know what it meant until I looked it okay, up. Okay, I do not know what cattywampus is. It actually means that you are literally catacorner for something. So, like, if you're like McDonald's is cattywampus for me, then it is like diagonal for me. Like, it is directly across. Huh. Yep. Caddy wampus. So that means it is catty corny from you. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting word. Yep. Caddy corner. So there you go. Well, I'll have to yeah. find a good place to use that word. Yeah. So we are actually, Joplin and I are taking weekly Spanish classes and uh, getting a little better. And I wanted to come up with like the best or funniest Spanish words for you guys. But the problem was is that I couldn't pronounce part of them. So I had to X that out. So instead, I just got one for you. You want to know what my uh, funniest word is this far in Spanish? Sure. Mariposa. Mariposa. I heard you talking about it today. Yeah. Do you remember what it is? I do. Butterfly. It is a butterfly. Yep. Mariposa. Yep. Mariposa. So. Here's your Spanish word for the day, folks. That's right. Yeah. So it's getting nice out. Maybe you'll see some of those. Yeah. Hey, do we have anything else? No. Well, I was just going to tell our listeners about your scooter ride. Hey, we'll come back to my scooter ride, oh, but okay. before we're we do, take... we'll close on that. Before we do, um, so we threw together last minute. We didn't even announce it on last month's podcast because we didn't know about it. A food packing drive to send food to Honduras. Yes, we First did. First time we did one of these. Our goal was to do a hundred boxes of food, which is about twenty six thousand meals, and each box costs thirty five dollars. We wanted to buy thirty five boxes pack 35 boxes and send them excuse me we wanted to buy 100 boxes pack 100 boxes and send them and so we had a goal of 3500 dollars. we i think we had like one week to make all this happen yeah i don't even know if it was quite a week but we we did it we like th- yeah. uh those of you that helped uh really the only way you would have known was through facebook um because we put it out on facebook but those of you that helped um, we raised like 3250 bucks, right about there. And so Extra Mile Missions covered the other 250 whatever was short there. We covered it. So we met our goal. We did 100 boxes of food, um, sending it to our kids in Honduras. They'll be using it for food for the year to come. It was awesome. It was awesome. The event was cool. We had never actually yeah. been a part of an event where they packed it. And so it was really cool. And it was crazy to me that it took that many people, though, to pack 100 boxes. Because we had, what, 40 people, 50 people? Probably. Yeah, yeah. well, like we 50. 60 total, but about 45 to 50 actively working. stations actively working. Yeah. And it was, it was really neat. They had very organized. You just went and you did the same portion over and over and over again. Somebody else did another job and another job. And before you knew it, you had a box filled. And so it was really, it was awesome. Very awesome. It took 50 people about two hours to pack 100 boxes of food. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty fun process. It's a good time to get together. We'll probably do it again next year, so yeah, it's a long ways down the road. So you can keep that on your radar. Keep it on How your do you radar. like that we'll, word? We'll let you next year. We'll plan it further than a week in advance, and I think we might have a much larger goal next year. Um, but pretty cool deal. And for those of you that wanted help, we wanted to give you an update, let you know that it was a smashing success. Thank yes, you for it was. all your help. Yeah, it was awesome. And lastly, um, we just have a fun little story for you, or I do. We had a lot going on at the church couple weeks ago we had some uh updating painting 
trim stuff going on we had a lot of people working and organizing and so it's kind of chaotic up there and we have our band that practices every single monday and joplin happened to be up there i think you're meeting with somebody or or something Mm -hmm. he was up there doing something and our band is practicing for their sunday morning set no they're practicing for their concert oh that's right they were practicing for their concert and our worship leader has his back to joplin because he's directing the band there's this electric scooter outside and so Joplin decides he's going to go ahead and get him a paid slot here on this electric scooter and take it for a tour around the sanctuary while they're practicing. So he got some pretty big laughs and uh, I, I should have got some footage of this because it was fun. It would have been something to see. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it years ago. I'm a lot more laid back than I used to be. This is true. I just saw the scooter and they were in there and they were so serious because we were putting on our first ever major full concert um and that concert was awesome they did a great job but it was the week of that concert final couple practices and i just could not help myself i knew the band would have a hard time concentrating if i rode in through the back doors on an electric scooter and it was just perfect because chris our worship leader who's you know running this this the practice his back was to me, and so he couldn't stop the service, you know, or stop what they were doing. But everyone was looking at me, and laughing. they all had winces on their face. They were wincing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, they were not. <laughs> they were laughing. They were laughing, and I went up, did a couple of figure eights around the um, altars, and headed right on back out the door. Yeah. So those things are dangerous, actually. You have to be pretty good at them because they, they can be super fast. And if you don't have a lot of space, uh, yeah, you'll ram something. Or a kid. Mm-hmm. Take them right out. Well, there weren't any kids in there for me to ram, but Thank the goodness. space was tight. But I am a pretty good scooter maneuverer, and so I did not break anything. I didn't ram anything. Really, what I think it was is you were just missing that... Uh, that that opportunity to ride on a scooter because see we used to go downtown and ride on scooters and we haven't in a while so opportunity knocked and boy he's just gonna ride that thing through the church i was parked right outside the church when i got i walked outside i was gonna go home and there it was and i just could not walk away i had to do it yeah there you go folks he had to do it um also (laughs) it was a practice do not try doing that like during a real service Oh. Don't try doing it while I'm up there preaching. It won't be funny then. And so nobody get any funny ideas here about riding, riding it into the sanctuary like during church. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Nobody had that idea until now. <laughs> no, they did. They were probably thinking, hey, if Joplin did it, I can do it. Nope. That's dude, that is not the way it works, folks. Hopefully our, our mad skilled security would uh, <laughs> take them out before. <laughs> yeah. They probably would. <laughs> that, or they're going to get on that scooter with them. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, happy birthday to Andrea this week. If you haven't given her your birthday wishes, she's fine with getting birthday wishes a few days late. We hope that you guys have a great weekend. Yes. And we'll see you at the end of May. Yep. Have a great week. <laughs>